You're listening to Anecdote, Main Campus Media's official podcast. I'm Rose Duane, current podcast producer. And I'm Grace Blanchard, current editor-in-chief for Main Campus Media. Career development is a topic all college students have become familiar with, for better or worse. It's a topic that can generate a lot of anxiety for some, with questions ranging from where to begin with job searching to pondering if you're even on the right path. As we're nearing the end of the fall semester, these worries become more present as a lot of students begin to prepare for winter and spring graduation. In this episode, we're sat down with two guests with broad experiences in career development and hopes to demystify the subject and advise those entering the work field. For our first guest, I sat down with Kate Axelson Foster, Assistant Director for Employer Relations at the University of Maine's Career Center. Could you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, Thank you for having me. So I grew up in southern Maine, and I left uh, to go to college and had some different work experiences. And then about 10 years later, I was grateful to have the opportunity to move back to Maine. And I planted some roots here in Orono, and I really enjoyed living here for the past 12 years and love being part of the UMaine community. And I have a family, and I live about 25 ish minutes away in Eddington, Maine, and I've got two little kiddos, and um, yeah, life is great. I love my job, and I love this place, and happy to talk about it with you. That's fantastic. Um, Now, where did you attend school for your undergrad? I went to Roger Williams University, which is in Bristol, Rhode Island, and I actually tried a few different majors on for size before I landed with a criminal justice degree. Oh, wow. (laughs) Interestingly enough. Very, very different from what you're doing now. (laughs) Yeah, pretty different, but really enjoyed my time down there. What year did you graduate for your undergrad? I graduated in 2000, so I'm telling you a little bit about my age. But (laughs) (laughs) Could you talk a little bit about your position at the Career Center? So what does your day-to-day kind of look like? Yeah, every day is very different. Um, So in my role as Assistant Director for Employer Relations, I work a lot with our employer partners, who, you know, whether we're outreaching to them or they're contacting us, we get a lot of inquiries, as you can imagine, um, because I think UMaine students are in demand and employers know the quality of graduates coming out of programs here. And so helping them to plan events, on-campus recruiting, the two major job fairs that we host, and then some smaller, um, more intimate settings of like panels. And we're doing an event next week, which I can talk about later. But really everything, just trying to be creative and figure out, okay, does it make sense to have a table in the union and just have some visibility and talk to passers-by to get the word out about your organization or your opportunities? Right. Um, We're hosting a larger event, but then helping them schedule on-campus interviews and talk about marketing and all that fun stuff. I meet with students regularly, and I do the presentations and workshops that we offer as well. You know, a lot of us are generalists. You know, we can all help everybody for the most part, but some of us do... Um, more frequent types of appointments or just because we've gotten to know certain key faculty and partnered with certain academic departments, um, then we might tend to meet with more students in those areas regularly. Right. Where is the Career Center located on campus? Good question. We are on the third floor of the Memorial Union. Okay. You can't miss us. We are upstairs from the info booth, info center on the second floor. So you can take the elevator or the stairs right up to us and we're right there on the right. When we were talking before this, you said that you attended graduate school. Where did you attend for that, and what was that like? I actually got my degree here. I got a master's in education um, in higher ed and with a concentration in student development, and I also created a career counseling concentration for myself because I found I became very interested in career development very quickly. 
Um, but I had a lot of work experience prior to diving into that master's program. Um, and so that really helped me kind of clarify my direction. And um, yeah, and then I just had an internship at our career center. I was really fortunate that the timing was really worked out perfectly because some folks were retiring and they were really instrumental in mentoring me. And as they were retiring, my internship kind of evolved into a full-time role. And here I am. Now, did you go immediately from your undergrad to your graduate degree or did you take time in between? I took a significant amount of time in between. Okay. Um, thank you for asking because I think it's important to know that you don't have to go right away. Um, I didn't know that I was grad school material. You know, I was very involved as a student leader on my campus and I excelled probably more outside of the classroom <laughs> than inside <laughs> the classroom. But um, after going and getting some good work experiences in a variety of places, I decided, okay, it's time for me to really buckle down and get this degree and, and really specialize and focus in a particular area. So I worked for about 10 years trying different things on, and I worked in residence life and campus activities oh, wow. <laughs> at a couple of um, colleges and universities, mostly in the Northeast. And I took some master's classes at a couple other places, but really when I started the program here, that's when I knew that this is what I want to do long term. And did you work any jobs as a student? I did. I worked quite a few jobs. So at, now that I'm here at UMaine, I think, why didn't I go here? You know, the fact that it's in-state and affordable and I could have had an amazing experience. I was one of those people that thought I had to leave Maine and try something new. And I have no regrets, but I went to a private school out of state and it was not cheap. So I worked my tail off to be able to go. Um, and I was fortunate to get some financial aid. But I had an amazing admissions counselor who was one of the biggest reasons I chose to go there. And she hired me to be an admissions tour guide. Wow. And that kind of was the springboard for me to get involved and connected in a ton of other things. I played basketball for a couple of years, um, third Division three, not like, not like here, um, but had a great experience doing that. And I was on our campus entertainment network board, so I planned like concerts and large events and lecture series, and that was a good time. And I also was an RA on campus for a few of my years there. That was an amazing experience. And I was an apartment complex manager off campus my senior year. And those were just a handful of the things I did, but those are the primary ones that come to mind. And I had great advisors and mentors and coaches and supervisors, and they all really kind of told me that you can do anything, and it doesn't have to be just in criminal justice. It could actually be in higher education. And I found out that I wanted to teach and coach and advise and guide and support. And I was like, how can I just do all these things in all these ways? So that's kind of what led me here. <laughs> I feel like that's very important. While you are a student, just having that support and people on your side saying, hey, you can really do anything. You can apply yourself because mm -hmm. I know it's disheartening for a lot of students. If you don't put yourself out there necessarily, mm -hmm. um, it can be difficult because you don't have that support system. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of students struggle with school because of that. Absolutely. And I tend to be much more extroverted. Um, so, you know, I understand for someone who is not like that, it doesn't feel safe or easy to ask people for help or advice or to put yourself out there and say, I want to try this. I want to do this. I think I could do this job or I want to step into this leadership position. Um, so I had some encouragement along the way. I didn't just say, I'm going to try all the things and do all the stuff. But, um, but I would encourage people to try at least one thing, you know, if it's one club, if it's one campus job. Um, and that can, again, be sort of that springboard for other opportunities. Definitely. And what was your experience for applying to jobs after Great college? question. <laughs> yeah, I applied to jobs 
pretty much all throughout my senior year. I think it was my last semester that spring where um, I was deciding between a career in criminal justice following my bachelor's or diving more into the higher ed world. And so I went to a really great conference, um, the New England Student Affairs Placement Conference, which was, it's always in Boston, and I'm honestly not sure if it's happened the past few years, but great opportunity to network with colleges and universities, mostly in New England. And I actually got my first job through that conference. And so after college, I ended up working at Colby Sawyer College in New Hampshire, which is a small school, really great school, a beautiful little campus. And so I was fortunate. I didn't have that job in hand when I graduated, but very soon after. And I know that can be disheartening when students start to compare themselves to one another and think, oh my goodness, all my peers seem to have a job and I don't yet. But it could happen the week after you've graduated or you know, it could take a couple months to get some traction and um, we could talk about that part later, but just strategies and approaches that can help you pursue that. And I was really lucky. Now you mentioned that you were applying to jobs throughout your senior year. So what would you say would be too early to start applying to jobs? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I never think it's too early because of course there are jobs with particular deadlines and you may not be ready or eligible to jump into a full-time position until after you've graduated and completed all of your coursework. But people are hiring all the time year-round, really. And so if you're networking and you're applying for positions, but maybe in your cover letter you state that you would be available for a full-time position after your graduation date, but potentially entertain working part-time or interning prior to that, if your schedule would allow, that could really open the door for some opportunities and it's a nice way for you to figure out if that employer is really going to be good for you longer term. What would your input be on creating a strong resume? Well, we have a great guide to resume writing at the Career Center that is on our website. And um, I would say that is a great starting tool to utilize to look at some examples and just get a general idea of what kind of content do you want to put into this document that is going to highlight what you're capable of, what your education and skills and experiences have been um, to hopefully get you an interview. And so we talk about formatting, font, white space, um, aesthetics. You know, we certainly look at content. Are you figuring out from a job description what skills are needed, what qualifications are required, and are you highlighting all of those appropriately in your document? Um, don't put a picture on it. Don't be like too overly creative in your style because that can sometimes get complicated or be risky. We don't encourage everyone to use a template because those can be a little bit tricky when you go to try to personalize it. And we certainly don't want every UMaine student to all have similar looking resumes. So we just provide examples. We don't say like, this is what you have to utilize. And then get feedback on it because a number of students will either say my resume is terrible, I don't have anything to put on it. And then after a conversation with one of us, we can really pull out a lot of relevant information that they could utilize in a resume. Um, and on the flip side, if somebody has way too much and they're thinking, gosh, I've done a million things and I have all these awards and involvement activities and leadership things I could put on here, we can help them pare it down to focus on what is the most relevant or impressive you know, to feature for that particular application. So I think there's a lot of great resources that our staff can help with. Um, we do walk-ins three days a week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 1 to 3 p.m. And that just means you can stop up at the Career Center on the third floor in the Memorial Union and you don't have to have an appointment and you can go over your resume with one of us for like 15 minutes or so and that can usually be a good starting conversation. And then if you wanna follow up, we can help more. So we don't write the resumes for students, 
but we have a lot of tools to help you get started and then we offer a lot of um, constructive feedback to help you make it stronger. And does the Career Center ever host any workshops for students? We do actually. We just had a series. I think it's. I think there might be one more series on Tuesday afternoons. Um, we've been doing different topics. One was on resume writing, resume building. One was on um, job search strategies. And there's been a few other topics. But there's been some prizes and some grilled cheese. And so we've had uh, one of our graduate assistants has been facilitating those. And then, as I mentioned before, we partner with all sorts of student groups and academic departments. Um, we have some pretty awesome career champions around campus that um, advocate a lot about students utilizing our services to better help themselves and take advantage of this resource that's right at your fingertips. Um, and we have a couple coming up next week, for example. We have something called Jumpstart Your Career, which um, we're very excited about. It's a partnership with the Maine Business School and also the Maine Career Catalyst organization. And there's a number of employers coming. It's going to be in the Donald P. Corbett Business Building on Wednesday, the 16th. I believe from 10:30 to 12:30. Very casual event, just encouraging students to come network and talk with these employers and learn more about potential positions. There's going to be all sorts of snacks and food and prizes. So stuff like that, in addition to workshops and presentations, we get a number of presentations requested every semester from all of these different groups. Um, and so whether it's resumes specific to a certain major, or if it is about LinkedIn and how to get the most out of your LinkedIn. Um, those are some topics that we like to do and happy to to do that if people want to request. Now that's interesting that you bring up LinkedIn. Do you yourself, do you use LinkedIn? Absolutely. I'm on it a lot um, and usually in a demonstration manner, um, sometimes for employer outreach, sometimes to connect with our alum, um, certainly to help students think about how are they using their profile and what are they following for groups or companies, what are they um, putting for content on their profile. We can help take headshots um, for people who maybe don't have a good way to take a professional looking selfie. And so, yeah, we enjoy talking to students about LinkedIn because even though not everybody needs to pay for a premium account or wants to be out there publicly and feels like it's very self-promoting, it is still a really useful tool. Um, and as we know, the world kind of works in the ways of who you're connected to can really help influence opportunities that you are exposed to. Definitely. And so you can use LinkedIn as a tool to connect with more people and just grow those opportunities. Yeah. Do you have any advice on job interviews? Absolutely. We do interview coaching and mock interview appointments, and I would highly encourage students to take advantage of those opportunities because if you have never had an interview or you've had some interview experience but you're not getting job offers, or you just get incredibly nervous, like a lot of people do, um, it's a nice opportunity to sit down in a safe space where you can ask questions, make mistakes, say, time out. If this really happens in an interview, what would I do? And we don't give you all the answers because we're not the ones going to the interviews for you, but we really can help you practice telling your story. Uh, I always say not in a way that is scripted or rehearsed, but is really authentic, organic, and it flows so that you feel competent and confident that you can, if you get the interview, that's a good sign that you qualify for the position on paper. Right. And then if you just want to practice with one of us uh, before you go in and hopefully seal the deal so you get the job offer, I highly encourage some of those strategies um, to practice with us and all sorts of other tips that we can go over. Some interviews are going to be more technical of nature. Some will be much more behavioral-based questions. And so having students practice, how do I approach these? And if I do flub up or, you know, stutter a little bit here and there how do I recover quickly and not make a big deal about it 
just move on and do the best you can and hopefully you win them over. <laughs> do you recommend any resources or websites for job searching? I do, absolutely. So we use CareerLink on campus. That is our career service management system. It's not only just a job board, but there's a lot of resources that can be accessed through that, including events, job fair information. Um, it's a great resource. There's some career assessment information and links to external databases like Going Global, which is one that allows you to look at over millions and millions of jobs around the world. So you can look at a specific country, a specific city, and really hone in on what does that geographic region present for opportunities that you're qualified for or interested in. Um, LinkedIn is definitely at the top of my list. Um, certainly Indeed is another good one. But even just as a student, if you start with CareerLink and LinkedIn, I know a first-year student may not feel like they have a ton of content to create a professional profile on LinkedIn, but I think by like sophomore, junior year, you should be starting to think about creating one. And again, it may not be relevant for all people in all majors, but I think it is a fantastic tool to tap into, and you can apply for jobs and internships right through it. So you can research who are you main alum at different organizations. You can connect with you know, decision makers, potentially. You can reach out to people and have informational interviews. Um, I think it's just a really great resource to tap into. Do you have any recommendations for students on jobs that can be resume builders? Oh, absolutely. Um, some folks will come in and they'll say, oh, I haven't done anything relevant to my major really, but I worked in food service, or I did landscaping, or I, you know, just all these part-time jobs that they're worried are not going to add value to their resume. Summer camp jobs, camp counselor positions, um, babysitting, you know, I think you can find transferable skills if you kind of look below the surface. And, you know, it's more than maybe I worked at an ice cream shop and I scooped ice cream. But were you engaging with customers? Were you operating the cash register? Were you um, working on a team? Or did you train or supervise anybody or create the schedule for the team? There's a lot of different details that we can tease out. And, you know, sometimes if you had like a custodial job, how can you make it sound fancy or professional that you scrub toilets all day long? We can even work with you on that kind of messaging to talk about maintenance and safety and cleanliness um, and make it sound more professional. So you don't want to embellish what you did, but there's different ways to present it and um, just sometimes word choice. And again, looking back at a job description that you're applying to, figuring out if they say they want someone with skills A, B, and C, you know, X, Y, and Z, then look back at your resume and figure out, am I illustrating providing evidence that I did those things already. Um, and I think that's where we can help folks. But. Is it possible for a student to put their coursework on the resume? Yes, I think there are possibilities to do that primarily with like a senior capstone mm -hmm. or an independent research project or a team project. Um, I don't think you need to list every course you've ever taken because sometimes it's implied by your degree, the types of courses you probably completed. If you were an undergraduate student that had the opportunity to take a graduate level course, that may be a place to highlight, um, especially if you met prerequisites or you were, you know, specially admitted in or something. Um, so yeah, you don't need to list every single course you ever took, especially like a gen ed, although those are very valuable. Um, I would limit it to more specific project-based or, or research-based opportunities to highlight the skill set because... Employers are going to want to talk to you about what you researched or what you did for your capstone. Now, if a student has a dream position, so say CEO or 
by ballerina something like very specific like that is their goal um does the career center ever offer tools or advice on how they can position themselves to follow that career path absolutely i think one of the biggest things is whether you have no idea what you want to do and you're completely overwhelmed or you're interested in everything or you have a specific targeted goal in mind we can help because i think there's a lot of twists and turns in life that come about and they can change your path pretty quickly Um, You gain perspective through your experiences, talking to people, making mistakes, hitting bumps in the road and recovering. Um, But all that to say, uh, if you know what you want to do and you just want to talk with someone on our team about how do you make connections in that area, how do you take steps to learn more, clarify what you want to do and how you want to get there. Um, We have a number of print resources. We have a ton of resources on our website, uh, one of which is called InfoBase. And we love to utilize that in presentations and with students one-on-one. You can type in keywords for professions or jobs or just areas you're interested in, and you will get a slew of resources. And we can look at, you know, what are the common majors for that um, path? What are some of the other types of positions you could be searching for, different types of keywords? And then there's even resources and examples of actual job postings and internship postings. So I think the theme is often getting experience and networking with people in the field and that could be through volunteering part-time jobs internships and more but i think conducting informational interviews with alumni or other contacts you have can really help inform um, and prepare you for whatever it is you want to pursue now especially as students there are a lot of unpaid positions out there Mm -hmm. so do you recommend for students to take them good question um So by and large, I would say trying to get a paid internship is always the the number one goal because if it's not paid, it's essentially a volunteer experience. However, there are great opportunities out there with a nonprofit, for example, who just doesn't have a great big budget to pay interns. So a volunteer experience can turn into an amazing, amazing resume builder that provides you with a lot of foundational skills and transferable skills that you can take to another position. Um, So some people have the means to do an unpaid experience. Many people do not. So if you have to travel and you're driving yourself a distance, maybe you're commuting, if you have to relocate or pay rent somewhere else, not a lot of students can do that. If students can, good for them. That's amazing. That could be a great opportunity. But there are a lot of barriers for a lot of our students, especially first generation, low income, and a variety of other populations that just have historically had barriers to getting good professional experiences. That's where we want to help them. We want to kind of level the playing field, work with them to make the connections, help them feel more confident and prepare their application materials. Because I just met with someone the other day who was saying, my peers have two or three internships on their resume. I don't. I couldn't afford to. I had this other job that paid me pretty well, and I had to keep working at that job because of this and that expense or responsibility at home with the family. Um, So... If you can afford to do that, great. If you can't, there may be other workarounds. I would say don't rule out an opportunity if it doesn't specifically state the pay or if there's housing stipend or some other kind of perks involved because you may cross that bridge later if there's a job offer made and that's where we can also help you explore a network to find some solutions. Um, But don't rule out an opportunity until you know and you may learn those details through the job interview. But we've had students find out, oh my gosh, they're actually going to put me up in an apartment. They're actually going to provide me with a living stipend or help me with groceries or gas money. Um, So there are some companies that are really taking more time and energy to build a more robust compensation package for interns. 
because they realize that if someone can go work in retail or food service and make a decent wage, what's going to make them stop and then go really want to work in their field if they can't make more? Right. So it is it is kind of a challenge. Um, now, are there any skills that you know of or have seen popping up more frequently that have become essential to the job market? Skills, absolutely. Well, technical skills, technology skills, um, but emotional intelligence, multicultural competency, certainly with more uh, focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion across the board. I mean, organizations have just found major gaps in opportunities, I should say, for training and support for all of their employees from entry level to leadership. Um, I think a focus on DEI, if you go into a job interview and they ask you about your values and your vision or even a DEI statement, depending on the type of work you might be doing, they may ask you what's your philosophy or how do you define DEI. And so you want to be thinking about some of those topics. You may not think they relate directly to the work you're pursuing, but it's certainly something to explore and be able to demonstrate some some awareness um, and making sure that uh, you can articulate that. Does the Career Center ever offer resources for alumni? We do. Actually, thank you for asking. So you can have access to the Career Center services for a full year upon graduating. We did try to kind of bulk that into a package of a number of appointments on certain topics. Some people will just meet with us a couple times and get back on track, but we also know that folks might want to re-career or shift if they're laid off or if um, they just aren't necessarily happy where they are they may need or want to make a big change. And so we'll have folks reach out to us 10 years later, 20 years later, and they might just want one appointment to kind of get reintroduced to the resources and reacquainted to what does the job search market look like right now? What are the strategies they should be implementing? So we are happy to help. Now, is there anything else that you would like to add or would you like to talk about? Yes, I think one of the other big messages that we try to promote um, through our work and on our services is the importance of staying open-minded and curious and flexible. Um, it's You might think you want to do something, but then you might try it and not enjoy it so much. And so narrowing down your focus is important, and not being afraid to make mistakes, not being afraid to ask questions, and just learning from each of those experiences and starting to incorporate that into you know what you might want to pursue. Um, don't be afraid to come up to our office, call us, email us, make an appointment or use our walk-ins just to say, so I wanted to come check out your services and I'm not really sure where I should start or what I need to do next. And so we can work with you to help you figure out a plan, develop a strategy, come up with, you know, what is your one goal after this appointment and maybe give yourself some homework unofficially and um, then maybe come back and see us if you need some support or some help along the way. But a lot of folks will just come in and say, I had no idea what you did up here. And then they leave feeling motivated and organized and just much more on track and we also have folks that come see us after graduation that are like I never knew you existed I didn't realize all these great resources were here and all these wonderful people were here to help me so I would just put that out there it's never too early to start and don't be afraid to come ask us for help because we're here to help thank you for the opportunity to do this and I guess I'll just mention we have a big career fair coming up February 15th of 2023 at the rec center We were thrilled to have a really successful engineering and computing job fair this October and be back in person. And so come. There should be something for every major pretty much, and it's an opportunity to learn about and apply for some internships, summer jobs, part-time work, and full-time work. So 
good good program to come check out. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely going to keep my eye out for that one. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to give a very special thank you to Kate for coming in to talk with me. I had a wonderful time chatting with her, and she was very patient with my pre-morning coffee scattered brain. (laughs) To students listening, I highly encourage checking out the Career Center. It's an amazing resource that has actually helped me in the past with formatting my resume, and has also helped me find volunteer positions related to my major. Keep up to date with events the Career Center hosts by following them on their Instagram at umaine.careercenter. For our next guest, we wanted to bring on a student who could provide insight on how they've been in the process of graduation prep. And who better than self-proclaimed workaholic, Maine Campus Media's marketing manager, Logan Swift. Now, Logan, could you begin talking a little bit about yourself? You know what? That's horrifying. It reminds (laughs) me of any job interview I've had. Oh, Uh, yeah? So, yeah. So when I started thinking about my future, it terrified me really badly. Now, when did you start thinking of your future? Like, my freshman year of college. Oh, so like from... So like right from the start, I was horrified. Okay. <laughs> I was petrified. Um, yeah. So my freshman year, I came here to you, made, and I was like, I think I know what I want to do. I thought I wanted to be a psych major. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> I very much don't. Yeah. We got into, let's see, the second semester of freshman year, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't think I can help people. I can't even help myself. So I started to really think about what I wanted to do. And I was like, there's so many things to choose from. And I didn't give it much thought until, like, almost my sophomore year. And I was like, I really got to hunker down, figure out what I want for my life. So that's what I did, especially during quarantine. (laughs) That gave me all the opportunities in the world to think about how I wanted to girl boss. So I, at the time, was a part of a club called Her Campus, which you're also a part of. Rose is also a part of that. Yes, I am. Um, (laughs) And I, in that club, really wanted to to prove that I was a hard worker because I really liked the club and I wanted to, like, do really well in it. So – I started, like, making graphics and coming up with ideas for, like, new features for articles, and it was really fun. I liked the creative aspect of things. Right. And that helped me realize that I wanted to keep going in that direction. So (laughs) I kept making graphics for their social media, and I had so much fun doing it. I was like, wait, people get money for this. Why don't I just get money for this? Weirdly enough, it clicked just like that, that I was like, I want to go into social media. So I already decided in my sophomore year that I was going to work, like do business because I thought business was, you know, a good field to be in. Right. Because there's just so much you can do with that degree. So I stuck with that and then concentrated in marketing and then just kind of was like, okay, social media, marketing, that's a term. Boom. And here we are. So ever since then, I've just been trying to get as many opportunities in social media marketing that I can. Yes. And it's very fun. Wow. (laughs) Yes. And also kudos to you because the business field, not a lot of 
Women are in it. You're I mean, very male-dominated. It is very male-dominated. Like, even in my classes, I would say there's a lot more men than women in my classes. It's definitely, like, going up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a women in business club on campus, and I'm just so grateful for that. Yeah. I would join that, but I don't have time. <laughs> now, when do you graduate? I graduate in the spring. Oh, Yes, it's coming up, and I'm horrified. (laughs) This is probably how we're going to transition into what the heck I'm doing with my life. Um, So, I don't know. I have a lot of jobs right now, and they're a lot of fun, but I don't have a concrete idea of what job I'm going to want to apply to. I have dream jobs that I think I'd work well in, but for right now, it's a little horrifying. Right. Something that has helped me though. And I want to I want to throw this out to to other people who might be in my situation as a senior is hosting informational interviews. So, Ooh, I didn't know okay. this was really a big thing until last summer. Okay. I interned for a company called Her Campus Media, which is, you know, the <laughs> national brand of the club on campus. Right. So, in that role, my supervisor said you should host informational interviews with people in the company so that you can learn about what they do and also build connections. That's a big, big thing. So I recommend for anyone who's kind of scared, doesn't know like where they want to apply, doesn't know exactly what they want to do, host informational interviews with people, whether it be local or even if there are virtual companies, you could find someone's email and if the position looks interesting, then ask them to, to meet and talk with them about what their role is. And even if the role doesn't sound interesting to you, it doesn't help you necessarily with what you want to do. It's a good way to build those connections with people and further get comfortable with the industry that you like, you know? Definitely. This is a two-parter question. Um, I love those. First one, what was your dream job like when you were a kid? And how has that kind of changed now? And what's like your dream job now? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I had a lot of dream jobs when I was a kid. (laughs) I went through so many different phases, I'd say. When I was young... I wanted to be a chef really bad, so I'd like cooked bagged rice and be like, here you go, guys, eat this for dinner. My parents would be like, yummy, even though it's like, you don't put much thought into bagged rice, but I thought it was the best (laughs) thing I've ever done. Um, I also had a phase when I was like 10 where I wanted to be a realtor. I went on Zillow for hours on end, but I also feel like that's a phase a lot of people have gone through. I so. Yeah, pretty. I mean, at least for me, Zillow, I casually, I'm a casual Zillow yeah. viewer. Just like any house that pops up in the area, I'm like, that's my house. I would paint it this color. I, this would be my room. This would be like the sewing room. This is where my cat will live. Right. And I get <laughs> to the point, too, where I am like, okay. This one's only $8 million. It's only, like, like I could save that up within right. a year. Of course. Like, that <laughs> one's fine. We need some more expensive ones. It's like, no, 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 you don't. <laughs> so I had that phase for a hot minute. Then I was like, I really enjoy talking to my friends and helping them through problems. And I had a lot 
dealing with mental health when I was younger, where I thought that maybe I could work in therapy to help other people with their um, anything that they were going through. No, I don't want to do that. No. I don't. I'm sorry. I really applaud the people who are like clinical therapists who talk to people and help them go through things. I can't do that. And I didn't know that for a while. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. No. So that's why you went into psychology. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then there was a slight point between me wanting to do psychology and then me being a social media marketer where I was debating if I wanted to be a wedding planner. So that... (laughs) You'd make quite a bit of money. (laughs) True. But I... The stress I would feel Mm, dealing with, like... I don't know. I watched Bridezilla a lot in my day. I don't think I could handle it. No. I think it would be too much stress for me. So I quickly steered away from that as well. So now... If all goes well, I'm hoping to go into social media marketing, but sometimes I get scared. I'm like, what if this is another one of my, like, spontaneous phases that I'm going through, Mm, you know? Right. Like, even though I feel very confident in it and I know I want to go in the field, I can't help but sometimes get a little nervous about it. Right. Just thinking, like, what if I have a change of heart, you know? Well... My my philosophy is that it's never too late to change your career. True. Because my, my cousin, she graduated from college, mm-hmm. and she had an education major. Mm-hmm. Quickly realized it's not her thing, kind of like you with psych. Uh-huh. And she switched, and now she's working at a firm in Philadelphia. Ooh. Well, not a, not a firm, but like a business in Philadelphia. Nice. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I so far feel confident in what I'm doing because I have a lot of experience in it now. Right. And knowing me, I'd get to the point very quickly if I, I if I knew I didn't want to do it. I right. would just know. And you are, you're very good at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so could you talk a little bit about your other jobs? Because, but I know her campus, main campus, but I know you always do kind of little, like, a little side gigs. From what I hear. A little what? Little side gigs. Oh, I thought you said psychic. So I was like, I am not a psychic. (laughs) Wow, that'd be cool though. Tarot cards. Right. Just whip out the tarot cards. Oh my god, that's how you can do your business meetings. Just be like, hey, I know, I know you want to be on this deal because the cards. This is what they're telling you. Say so. That would be iconic. (laughs) Yeah, so I work here, shameless plug. Uh, Main Campus Media, I am the marketing manager, so if you follow us on social media, which, why wouldn't you, then, yeah, I do that. Um, I am also a part-time marketing specialist for a consulting firm. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, because I was a marketing intern for them over the summer, so now I kind of work part-time, and that's really cool, and it's really fun to see, like, a big corporate company, like... right. Just, like, I don't know. It's interesting to see that so young, and I haven't even graduated college yet, so it helps me to know what that corporate world is going to look like. So that's really fun. I help make content for employees to share on, like, social media. Right. And I help track analytics and all the little technical things (laughs) that I didn't realize I'd be able to learn this young. 
Um, another job I have is I'm a communication specialist at the Composite Center. Wow. Yeah, so that's also really fun <laughs> because, again, I make all sorts of social media content. That's what I primarily um, am focusing on on the communications team is I work on creating graphics, copy for okay. Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, and that's a lot of fun because – I get to meet a bunch of different people who have these different interests and specialties within my field. So no matter where I go, I'm learning toward what I want to do. And that's really exciting. Yeah, that definitely is. Now, have you been applying to jobs since you graduate this spring? Have you started to apply to jobs? I've started to look. I would call myself, as you said, a LinkedIn warrior. Uh, I've always, always always on LinkedIn. It's like my equivalent of like for most people's Tinder. That's my that's my thing, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my thing. I go through and I'm like, "Ooh, do I know if I could connect with that person and that person? What are they up to?" It's a problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> I probably a few times a week go and just like look up, I don't know, social media specialist roles to see if there's anything that's opened up. But I noticed that in the fall there isn't really a lot for, like, the upcoming year right. for my role. Mm. So I'm kind of just trying to take deep breaths, wait it out for right now, and try to come back to it maybe in the winter or early spring. Right, because surely something's bound to pop up. <laughs> right, and I also have roles that I feel like, I don't know, if I get any more internship roles or if I – you know, touch base with any of my old internship coordinators, there could always be a position or something opened up there too, you know? Right. I try to keep an open mind about the ways in which I look for that sort of full-time role. Okay. And do you ever reach out to the people that you friend on LinkedIn? Um, not really. I mainly add people just to kind of see what opportunities there are and kind of keep up to date with people in my networks and, you know, within the industry. Uh, I like to just follow, like, really big marketing people so that I can, like, see what's up, see what's trending, see what's new. Weirdly enough, I actually didn't get into LinkedIn until, like, probably last year. Mm -hmm. Before that, I literally did not really, like, I didn't use it at all. I didn't know what it was. Like, I barely knew what it was until, shout out to head copy editor Olivia Johnson, she said to me, she's like, do you have a LinkedIn? I'm like, no. And she's like, let me show you the world of LinkedIn. And ever since, I I have changed for the better. That, yeah. Do you think you want to keep your connections um, post-graduation at your I, current positions? I, I want to keep the connections for sure. Because it's always good to have those connections. Right, yeah. Just to have. Because you never know what's going to open up in, in the world of business. So having people staying connected, that you stay connected with, is so important. What are some of your favorite job searching websites? I mean, do you do a lot of job searching online? Do you do a lot of it in person? Yeah, so I do most of it just online. I go on to, primarily LinkedIn has a lot of opportunities. I also like to go on Indeed. Um, I also sometimes just like plug in some like, very specific jobs into Google and see if there are any sites that look reliable. 
yeah. <laughs> just because I just want to see if there's anything I'm missing. But primarily just LinkedIn and Indeed too. Okay. How is your resume? Is it? <laughs> it's a fat resume. Fat resume. Oh my gosh. I have a problem with my resume. <laughs> and now, I can admit that. How many pages is it? Okay. So after doing some research, I've learned that it's most ideal to have a one page resume. So you can't, you shouldn't exceed one page is what I've learned. So it's one page. It's just, it has two columns and that's a bit insane. (laughs) But the worst part of it is people say to try and help. They're like, just take out the experiences that aren't directly related to what you want to do. Right. But they don't understand. I've done way too much. (laughs) like too much like i'm not even saying that to be like i just have such a bit no i just literally don't even know what to do with it all (laughs) no yeah now my my resume is three pages okay that's because that's because one page is like full of references oh okay yeah that's smart and also i kind of justify it being like oh this is my cv and not my resume right right. because i can be like oh this is like my coursework this is like my job experience and then this is like all my published papers and stuff Ooh, see (laughs) that is smart i never really knew if i wanted to do like a cv or just a resume because throughout like high school like teachers would try to like prep us and be like you have to do resume and I didn't even know about CVs until, like, last year. <laughs> I think CVs are particularly important if you are in a STEM field. And right. you do want to go into research because that's, like, where the... <laughs> yeah, see, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you, would you... Do you have any advice on creating resume? Yes, I have so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, the first thing I want to say is if you're creating a resume, do not, do not do it through Canva. Now, don't get me wrong, I love, I love Canva. Canva is a great graphic design tool for everything. It even makes, like, presentable resumes. But usually there's a specific tracker that Mm. jobs have so that they can easily filter through your information. And with Canva, you can't do that very well. So I suggest just, like, a Google document and put everything on the document there are ways that you can add like little stripes of color to the top so i do that i have a little pink stripe at the top so that way it looks you know kind of pretty yeah but that's my suggestion in terms of actually like the actual resume itself okay so don't don't go like elwood's all pink don't go crazy with the canva (laughs) because the canva yeah in terms of design also I mean, if you want to, we're at a point where showcasing creativity is very important. Right. And it helps to kind of differentiate yourself. But do it in a way where a company can track it easily. (laughs) Because then you might miss an amazing opportunity because you have it in a Canva document. Right. You know? Now, do you have a portfolio or anything that you... Yes, I do have a portfolio. So... For that, I did make a Canva website. All right. But that's okay because usually for a lot of the jobs that I apply to or internships, they don't frequently ask for one. Okay. So if there is one that asks, I just drop my little my little Canva website link in there. Another thing that I do that I want to like point out for anyone who's like trying to look for a job 
is to have your resume, your cover letter template, I'll talk about this a little bit later, and your interview Q&A sheet on your desktop. So I'm a little bit insane and I get way too stressed out about job searching, but I also love it. So I have a cover letter template that I use so that when I'm applying to jobs, I have kind of the framework of where I want to go with it in terms of discussing my experience and everything. Mm -hmm. But I can go in, tweak it for it to kind of represent the company and fill it in with their values and kind of just have the base always around. Right. So that way it's easy to access. It makes it a lot smoother when you're actually applying to jobs. I do the same exact thing where I have my cover letter template, mm-hmm. but it'll still always be my least favorite part about applying to jobs because I, yeah. uh, it's just, it's so nice. Like I can take my resume and slide it in and right. it's like off and sent yep. but my cover letter. I have to actually take time. I know. And, <laughs> and it's always like an hour or two out of my night that I spend like perfecting it and like tweaking it yes. just right. I know it takes me so long to really get a solid cover letter in but it's so that's why I recommend having it right there with like a general framework and then the third thing I have my interview Q&A sheet yes I would love I would love to hear some of that (laughs) yeah so I just get very very stressed out Mm -hmm. when it gets time for like an interview or something so I put down questions that I could assume is asked and then I type out my answers right and then have that there to kind of rehearse you know right before I go into an interview because I just I know some people who just like wing it and that's good sometimes because some people are really good on their feet right but for me I need to like make sure I know what I want to say So I try to write it out so that I remember I have all of the questions. I have paragraphs for the tell me about yourself question already so that I can, like, remember and retain that information for when an interview actually happens. Yeah. Um, And do you you have kind of a similar list for questions that you want to ask the interviewer? Yes, depending on like the company and everything. If there's certain information that's left out of their description and I want to know more, then there is a questions for the for the employer section. So I just I fill that out too just to prep myself. Yeah, I put too much too much into it sometimes, but I think sometimes it's better to be prepped for certain things rather than not at all. Unless right, you're quick right. on your feet. I'm not. So I feel very grateful because I feel like majority of the job interviews I've had recently, um, it's all been very informal. Because mm-hmm. these are people I've met before. I got connections with them. So then right. I go into the interview and they already know me. So I'm like, oh, yeah, how was your day? Like, what are you doing? Right. How's your weekend? How's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's one of, like, the great things about just, like, building connections with people. Because mm-hmm. there are some situations where – that person might be interviewing you and you already know who they are so it's not as like stressful because you kind of already know what the vibe is you do the vibe check beforehand (laughs) yes do you have any resume builders either jobs or skill sets that 
you would recommend for students to definitely have before they graduate? So, I would say that it really depends on the field, mm-hmm. generally. I know that for a lot of, like, STEM majors, there's probably a lot more in terms of, like, research that you have to do. And I would say for those any notable research would probably be able to go on your resume and things like that. Right. Um, for me, I would say, like, if you're in a business field, if you have any sort of, like, part-time role dedicated to the field that you want to go into, even if it's just, like, one or two things, that's always a good start in terms of going out into the job world. I also recommend internships. Those are just an amazing way to not only boost your resume, but also just get really, really good experience. Definitely. I can tell you one thing that I've learned throughout college is getting internship experience is probably, at least for me, the closest thing to real life experience that I'm going to get. Because I'm already working with people in the field that I want to be in. And I get a lot more hands-on learning in comparison to classes. Even though they give me a lot of good information, it's not as hands-on. You know, you're retaining the information for the future, but internships, you actually do what you're learning. So I really recommend, if you can, to, like, sneak an internship experience in there. If not, any sort of part-time role or any volunteer work. I found volunteer work is available regardless of the position you want to be in. Right. <laughs> and that, even if you um, are, even if you don't get paid for it, if you just want the experience, then that's also a great place to start. So I'm also a volunteer for um, the Boston chapter of AMA. Ooh. So I am making like social media graphics for them. And it's like one to three hours a week. And I just do it so that I can get more experience. I can get another little thing on my resume. And I also want to live in Boston. So it helps me gain those connections too. Yeah, that's fantastic. And do you do you think more recently, at least in your field, mm-hmm. how have things shifted for compared to 10 years ago? I know it was very important. Like you had to know Microsoft Office, you had to know all these like computer programming stuffs, but as computers have evolved, people have gotten more used to them. I feel like that skill set has not diminished, but it's not so front and center. So is there anything like that that you would say, hey, before you graduate college, this is like something you definitely need to know, like maybe writing or something? Yeah, I would say in terms of the marketing field, writing is something that you should at least have like kind of a good grasp on. You don't have to be like stellar, but as we kind of move along, communication is becoming a lot more like right in your face and you kind of have to (laughs) learn how to be creative, how to use your voice. And I mean, it's just getting a lot less technical I would say and I think marketing is really steering toward that creative aspect and like social media is becoming a big thing too that we didn't have as much of 10 years ago so having some skills in just what's new when it comes to marketing because everyone else is going to be on those trends so you have to be like 
right on it as well, I'd say. Is there any on-campus job that you think is kind of universal that would be a good fit for students that want to get experience? I would say, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Oh, actually, yes, I have. So for a little while, I actually worked as a tour guide at oh, yeah, wow. the main admissions <laughs> ambassador. And that was a great way for me to just get experience just generally, as you were saying. So I worked there for like about a year. And before that, I was I was so scared to be social. And especially, again, in quarantine, I was, like, not seeing anyone as much anymore. I did my entire sophomore year remotely at my house. So having Team Maine be one of my jobs really helped me after quarantine break out of my shell. And I'd say if that's something that you're looking to do before you go out into the job world, the job world, I don't even know if that's a thing, um, <laughs> Definitely something like that is a good thing to do. Yeah. And like, because you learn about communication with people, you learn about teamwork, you learn about just building a great community. So that's one job that I'd say <laughs> to be on the lookout for if you want to kind of sharpen your general skills. Definitely, yeah. Any last minute things you want to talk about? Any? Just don't be nervous. I mean, I'm nervous every day, but don't be like me, you know? <laughs> Just, if you are nervous about going out into the job field, take some deep breaths, take care of yourself, and prep accordingly. Those are my deep, um, sentimental last words for all of you potential job folkies who want to go out into the little job world. that's, That's my advice, coming from a LinkedIn warrior girl boss, Supreme. Supreme Supreme of the coven? Yes. Your little LinkedIn coven. A little LinkedIn coven. You know mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And that has been... The podcast. The podcast. What episode the is this? The Girl Boss. This is episode four. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a good Girl Boss number. Right? Yeah. It's even and perfect. Isn't four, like, bad luck in China, though? Is it? I think so. I've never heard that. Oh, my God. Wait. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> if I'm not right, I'm cutting that out for... Okay. Bad but if not, you're going to keep it in? If, if I'm right, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> okay. Yep, it is. The number four is considered unlucky because it sounds like the word for death in Chinese. Learn something new every day. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. This was great. Girl boss! Girl boss! Girl boss! Girl boss! The Anecdote Podcast is produced by Maine Campus Media, a student-run publication based out of the University of Maine and our state's longest-standing university news source. Look for new Anecdote episodes posted every other Monday on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can follow Maine Campus Media at The Main Campus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. To support our show, please leave a rating and hit the follow button to be notified when a new episode is posted. Let us know what you think of the podcast and what you would like to hear by leaving a review or emailing us at anecdote at maincampus.com. The Anecdote Podcast is produced by me, Rose Duane. Graphics are by Delaney Burns, and theme music is provided by Free Music. 
Maine Campus Media recognizes that the University of Maine is located on Marsh Island in the home of the Penobscot Nation, where issues of water, territorial rights, and encroachment on sacred sites are ongoing.